Smith corks one into right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. It's a home run, and the Cardinals have won the game. Surprising. Deep left center field. Taylor back near the wall. It's out of here. Flores ends it with a home run. And Barnes hits one high. It's a game. It is high. What was your mindset when you stepped in the batter's box? Go yard. <laughs> Good morning, and welcome back to Going Yard with Katie Gonzalez. For those of you who didn't tune in last week, we talked about the playoffs, who clinched, how the Marlins even made it in, and who's going to be out of a job next year. We had some fun seeing your reaction to last week's podcast and wanted to shift the conversation to something else this week. Today, we're going to be talking about culture, from the Little League to the Big Leagues. Now, I promise this week's episode won't be as long as that Braves-Reds Game 1 was, but before we can talk about the Little League and the Big Leagues, we have to define what culture is. Culture, in this case, is best described as the languages, beliefs, rules, knowledge, and identities maintained by individuals and social groups. These things, shared among groups of people, link them together This is especially seen in baseball through the use of baseball jargon in everyday language, tradition, sense of community, and even foods associated with the game. To explore how culture influences baseball, we have to look at where people are introduced to the game. Now, I'm not talking about a kid's first major league game. I'm talking about how they learned to play baseball. Where I come from, Both boys and girls start playing baseball around the age of four or five. They play a version of the game referred to as t-ball. At this age, the objective of the game is not for kids to know where their cutoff is or to learn how to shift in the infield when a left-handed batter comes up to the plate. In fact, it's not really even about winning or losing either. When kids play t-ball, it's all about learning the rules and the way of the game. This is also where kids first learn about the culture of life through the game. At this age, they're more focused on which way to run around the bases, how to catch a ball, but more importantly, they learn how to play as a part of a team, playing for something bigger than themselves. T-ball oftentimes don't even have scores or they switch innings when a team scores five runs. This isn't because the rules of baseball don't matter, but it's because that's not the goal of the game at that age. The goal of the game in t-ball is to introduce children to societal and social norms. This is many children's first exposure to competition and interactions with others on teams. Up until kids start playing organized sports, they don't know what it means to work together with others towards a common goal. These important lessons are what is learned when children play baseball at a young age. But why baseball specifically? Sure, other sports teach valuable lessons to young boys, but few contain the generational ties in the same way that baseball does. We'll talk a little bit about generational ties later on in the podcast, but for now, 
Let's focus on the lessons learned and the knowledge contributing to the culture of baseball at a young age. Beyond learning the game, players can also learn a lot from baseball itself. Starting in adolescence and even earlier, baseball can mean more to players than just its role as a game. The term idioculture best describes this role of baseball as a system of beliefs, knowledge, behaviors, and customs shared by members of an interacting group to which members can refer and employ as the basis of further interaction. This means that baseball can be more than just a game. It can provide a way for boys to learn and refer to their interactions in other ways. This is best seen in Gary Allen Fine's book, with the boys. If you haven't read it already, it's a great book that I'd recommend to anyone wanting to learn a little bit more about the sociological aspects involved in baseball. This book explores multiple leagues of Little League Baseball 12-year-old boys in Massachusetts, Minnesota, and other areas in the Northeast. Gary Allen Fine and a research assistant explore these leagues and what they teach the boys. One of the lessons seen is how to handle emotions. From this game, baseball teaches boys how to not get super angry when they strike out, how to control these emotions and channel them into something better. When a kid strikes out and they throw a fit or they throw a bad pitch, you don't want them to stomp off and get mad. You want them to learn how to come back in the next inning and improve on their mistakes. Baseball also provides a father figure for some boys who haven't had that. Coaches and other adults in the league can serve as a father figure for players who are missing that at home. That's why it's very important in the way that the coaches carry themselves and interact with the boys. Baseball also shows boys what it's like to work on a team. The unique thing about baseball is that all of the positions come together to create one unit. A good first baseman can't make great plays without a good third baseman throwing to them. Good catches, good throws, as they say. It's not a one-way street. These lessons are just a few among the many talked about in Fine's book. Fine's approach of interacting with these boys is through ethnography. By not maintaining a specific role, but by just observing the boys and these interactions among many socioeconomic classes. These findings help show how in adolescence, baseball is more than just a game. At eight or nine years old, boys begin playing travel ball. This is different from rec leagues because not everyone who wants to play makes a team. Travel instead shifts the focus to the ability and the skills of the players. This transition teaches boys the importance of working hard and improving as an individual. Yes, there are practices for travel teams too, 
But for players who want to truly improve, they find themselves practicing outside of their team practices. This is when boys start having batting lessons, practice pitching grips and releases, and focus on arm care at home. This dedication to improvement starts at a young age and continues throughout college. These lessons learned are not only applicable to the game of baseball, but to work ethic in a classroom and work setting as well. This is often seen the most among high school players looking to play in college or get drafted. Just like we just talked about, baseball can impact the lives of young boys. And there's nobody that I know better to talk about their personal experiences and the impact of baseball on their life than my not-so-little brother. So today, I have with me my brother, Mikey. Thanks for joining us, Mikey. I'm so glad to have you here today. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about you. Hello, I'm Michael Gonzalez. I'm 15. I primarily play first and pitch. That's awesome. Um, Tell us a little bit about how you got into playing baseball. I first fell in love with baseball after I got my first tee. I would hit, and it was just something I loved doing. Once I was finally old enough to play rec baseball, I played, and it's something I knew I wanted to do in the long run. And what have you learned about life from the game of baseball so far? Baseball has taught me many things in life, but the most important is that you have to play as a team. As a pitcher, there have been games where I've just thrown amazing six innings, less than two runs, but if the offense doesn't do anything, you're still going to lose. This is relevant in life because if you want to do stuff on your own and not as a team, you're more likely to fail. Who's your favorite player? And why? My favorite baseball player of all time is Tom Seaver. He was one of the best pitchers to ever touch the rubber. And on top of that, he was a good leader. Regardless of his teammates and regardless of the talent around him, he would perform at levels like no one else. How has the culture of baseball impacted how you play and live? Baseball has changed my life because it's made me more competitive and it's helped me challenge myself. Baseball is a sport where you constantly have to get better and develop. Even in my daily life, I find myself trying to challenge myself and compete either with others or myself. And what do you think stays the same in the game from Little League to the Major Leagues? Something that never changes in baseball is that you have to work as a team. Chemistry is so important that it can single-handedly be something that can lose or win a game for you. Even MLB players have friendships with their teammates because it helps you perform better on the field. Thank you so much for those responses. That was great. I'm so glad that you were able to come on today and speak a little bit about your personal experiences and how baseball has impacted your life. Now we're going to transition into a conversation on Major League and the culture of baseball there. When looking at the Major League, the idea of culture in baseball is evident. One of the first parts of baseball culture that people typically learn about is the tradition. 
Among the many traditions in the League of Baseball, one that happens before the game even starts, is the ceremonial first pitch. Whether it's a U.S. president, a local hero, or a big-time celebrity throwing the first pitch, it's an integral part of the game that has nothing to do with the players and the actual game itself. This season, the 2020 season, opened up with a particularly wild first pitch by COVID expert Dr. Anthony Fauci. While this pitch had no impact on the outcome of the game, it was important to the state of the nation and the culture of the game because it symbolized America returning to normalcy. When baseball was able to return amidst a global pandemic, the first pitch thrown out by the guy leading the nation symbolized more than just the game of baseball. It symbolized the country coming to an opening. Everything was going to be okay because of that first pitch. Another tradition in baseball is singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game during the seventh inning stretch. What contributes to the culture of baseball is that these traditions are universal among all fans, not just for a particular team, but for everyone who enjoys the sport. That way, anyone who travels to a game or sees a new team play is able to partake in these unifying experiences. These traditions bring fans together to celebrate the start of a new game or the ending of one. But traditions don't only exist among all fans of baseball, they exist among specific fan bases as well. At Fenway Park, for example, Red Sox fans sing Sweet Caroline together in the eighth inning stretch. At Yankee Stadium, Fans enjoy their rendition of Frank Sinatra's New York, New York at the end of games, win or lose. More examples of things that contribute to the culture of baseball is also food. Stadiums pride themselves on their funky new menus. Whether you're at Dodger Stadium ordering an $8 Dodger dog that's just like every other hot dog that there is, ordering a mega slice of pizza from Bush Stadium, an ultimate cheese fry from Miller Park, or crab cakes from Camden Yards, food plays a very important role in the game of baseball. Certain foods associated with the game, like beer, hot dogs, and Cracker Jacks, are built into that experience. When my family goes to any stadium, we try the craziest item they have on the menu, making it a part of our game day tradition. Regardless of the city we're in or the team that's playing, that's something that stays the same among my family. Beyond tradition, there are some unspoken things associated with going to a game that people take part in. One of those things is bringing a glove to a game. When my family goes to a game, my brother's glove almost never leaves his hand. When he was younger, he would bring a tennis ball or a cross ball to throw before the game and in between innings. Another part of fan involvement in the games is wearing a jersey of a team playing or a random team. Every time I go to a game, regardless of who's playing, you can spot a Derek Jeter jersey, a Roberto Clemente jersey, or some other famous player. 
when we go to games, you'll never find my brother out of his DeGrom uh, All-Star Team jersey, his David Wright jersey, his Clemente jersey, or any of the other ones that he has. Another thing that you see a lot at baseball games are kids waiting at dugouts for the ball at the end of the inning. You see bobbleheads get given out before games. You should see the amount of bobbleheads we have from the games we've been to. And having bat boys is another part of the game. And my personal favorite tradition and custom, rally caps. But how do all all of these things tie into the culture of baseball itself? The culture of Major League Baseball is different from other sports because it represents the spirit of America. Baseball was the first professional sport to be brought into the United States and to be established. This is different from football and basketball because they, it hasn't followed the history of the United States as well. Baseball started just before the Civil War and has followed the track of the United States through segregation, the involvement of international players, and even today, going through a pandemic. Baseball has followed closely the state of the nation and will continue to represent America's spirit. What about the minor league? Players drafted straight out of high school and college don't enter the league right away. Most start working their way up by playing on single-A, double-A, or even triple-A teams. The tradition seen in Major League Baseball can also be seen in the minors, just on a smaller scale. Sometimes people forget that baseball is unique. Unlike the NFL or the NBA, players don't enter the league right away. This transition from high school and college baseball to the major leagues involves a step that many people skip over. But why is it important? Well, not only are the traditions the same, but the minor league can teach us something else about the culture of baseball. Less than a 10 minute walk from my house, there's a minor league stadium. The Gwinnett Stripers, a double A team, provides a small scale experience for the community to enjoy baseball. Going to a minor league game has the same community with a more family-oriented focus, providing fans with a more relaxed view of the game. My family has always loved going to games because it has allowed us to watch up-and-coming players, injured players from the major leagues brought down, and to watch live baseball with friends and family any weekend that we wanted. This experience close to home provides an in-between avenue of enjoying the sport aside from college and Major League Baseball. Today, we've talked about the culture of baseball among different ages of the sport, from Little League to Minor League to Major League. But why does baseball matter at all ages? Well, It matters because of the lessons learned and the traditions kept. There's something unique about the game of baseball. 
baseball can mean something different for the players, the fans, and the management. Even though only a small percent of players make it to the major league, those that have ever played the game will have learned lessons that contribute to their perspective on life. For fans, baseball provides an experience of community and patriotism. The melting pot of people that are fans of baseball value the same traditions, customs, and identities, regardless of the team followed or the age of the fan. One important thing to note about America's favorite pastime is that fans are involved in a generational tie. Baseball is a sport that will not die out because of the unique father-son and mother and daughter bond to the game. Older fans share with their children and grandchildren the reason why they love the game. They tell stories, share experiences, and even create new memories together. Even if a person doesn't end up liking the game of baseball, the connection to their past relationships maintained by the game will keep them a part of that culture. To summarize what we've talked about today, the customs, beliefs, traditions, and knowledge people have about baseball helps to form its culture. I hope that today you've been able to reflect on how baseball is more than just a game to you. So the next time you're able to go to a game, hopefully sometime in the near future, make note of the traditions and customs you take part of. Whether you're a fan or a player, there's always something to learn when it comes to America's favorite pastime. Thanks for joining us this week to talk about culture. And don't forget to tune in next week to hear about the behind the scenes of the playoffs amidst a pandemic. This is Katie Gonzalez signing off on Going Yard.